Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. Before we get started, a word from our sponsor. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about how to begin a year-long reading plan through the Word of God. Well, if you're like me, and if you've ever set out to read the Bible in its entirety in one year, you might have given up after a little while, and you're not alone. You know, it can be intimidating to know how to start to read the Bible or to know where to start. If this is you, you are going to love today's episode because our guest today, Trillia Newbell, would love nothing more than for us to join her in growing in the knowledge and love of Jesus through studying his word. Trillia is the author of 52 Weeks in the Word, and her goal is to help all of us develop a reading plan and consistently meet with Jesus and learn so much about the character of God all in one year. Trillia Newbell is the author of several books, including the one I mentioned, 52 Weeks in the Word. She is also the author of A Great Cloud of Witnesses, Sacred Endurance, If God is for Us, Fear and Faith, and the children's books, The Wide Welcome, Creative God, Colorful Us, and God's Very Good Idea. When she isn't writing, she's encouraging and supporting other writers as the acquisitions director at Moody Publishers. Trillia is married to her best friend, Thurn. They reside with their two children near Nashville, Tennessee. Please welcome Trillia. Hello, I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Oh, we're so happy to have you. Welcome to the Coffee Bible Time podcast. I as I mentioned before, we just started talking briefly, and I have been hearing Trillia over and over again because I love Moody Radio, and I keep hearing her advertise the new 52 Weeks in the Word podcast that's coming up soon as well. Yeah. So, Trillia, why don't you take a step back and just tell us what led you to write 52 Weeks in the Word? Yeah, so the whole title is 52 Weeks in the Word, A Companion for Reading Through the Bible in a Year. And I thought, what is the the kind of felt need that I am seeing right now? And a lot of it is that people are struggling to read the Bible. I actually think people will take a Bible study and, and study, fill in the blanks, but the actual reading part is what really trips people up. And so I've written um, a couple of Bible studies and one, it was after a comment um, that I had from one of my readers who was studying Hebrews 11. I wrote a great cloud of witnesses and she was using that study and she said, I love it. I love it so much, but it's so hard because there's so much reading. Mm -hmm. And and what I realized is that we are in, we are, we are out of the habit or 
kind of used to approaching the Bible, looking for maybe a chapter or that one scripture, but reading the whole storyline mm-hmm. is hard and, and it takes longer in our minds. And so, and so I want just to grow the muscle of reading through the Bible, reading the Bible, reading the stories so that we can understand him more and so that we can understand the Bible more, understand the context of what we're reading. And so that was the goal. The goal was to, because I saw that people weren't doing it or struggling to do it, um, but but people who wanted to be in God's word. Um, and then also it, it it really helps us understand God. It helps us understand the whole message, the whole story of the Bible. And so that's that's some of the goals. Um, I also just want, I just believe that people will find joy and delight when they engage in God's word and, and grow in their understanding and knowledge of him. Yes, absolutely. And there's so many surprises in the Bible. I mean, so many times I'm reading it and I'm like, I just can't even believe the story's in here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's very enlightening in many, many different ways. Well, I know, you know, some some of the roadblocks that people have maybe to to reading the Bible um could be just it it seems daunting or maybe it's the translation that they have or what do you think are kind of the most uh, obvious stumbling blocks that people have? Yeah. Well, I think you did name one in particular is that it seems daunting. Mm -hmm. There's so much of it. Where do I begin? And that's why I wrote this also. It gives people a place to begin. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a guide to help people get in the word and stay in the word. And and so that is something that I hear often, especially for newer believers. Where do I mm-hmm. begin? Where can I start? Um, I think another stumbling block is actually busyness. Mm. I think I think we're so busy that we don't run to the Lord. We don't make time for him, make time for the reading. And so that I think is another stumbling block that kind of gets in our way. And I I added a reading chart in uh, my book so that people could see just how much time it actually really takes to read a, a book of the Bible. And I think we'd be surprised to see how little time it takes to read some, especially when you get to some of the New Testament little short or minor prophets, but these, mm-hmm. they take a minute to read or three minutes to read Jude or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just real quick. And, and, um, and so I, I think some of those stumbling blocks can be um, helped by, by reading, by going ahead and, and pursuing God's God through his word. Um, but the daunting part, I think takes a little bit more um, faith to mm-hmm. trust that he will speak to us. He will help us understand. I know we will probably talk about tools to help, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that's important that we know that um, that we're all learners. So we're all growing. No one has arrived. And so and so when we approach the word of God, we don't need to, to feel like we need to have this we don't know Greek. Most of us don't know Hebrew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can trust that God, that God will teach us. He will um, 
reveal his word to us. And so we just need to be faithful to get in it. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, once you actually do this step of reading the Bible in the year and you challenge yourself that way, you'll, you'll, you're going to end up like, wow, why haven't I ever done this before? It's so amazing. And then maybe the next time you'll do it, you'll challenge yourself to do it in a different way or the yeah. chronological Bible or something like that. Yeah. But I know for me, um, just getting through that first time and then seeing uh, the benefits of doing that uh, just really overflow. Well, I want to talk about the difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. What what are the benefits of doing both? Yeah, well, the benefits of doing both are really you can't study the Bible. If you really are studying the Bible, you can't do it without reading it. So I mentioned Hebrews 11. Um the Hall of Fame of Faith. We all love the Hall of Fame of Faith, the people who God named as the faithful. And, but we often just skim through their names. So we read through it and we're like, oh, these are the faithful. But we don't go back to the Old Testament mm. to get the context of why they were called faithful. Yes. And so we might be reading about Moses and Rahab and Enoch who walked with God and it pleased him. And we might read about Abraham and Sarah. And, but if we don't go back to that, to that old Testament to read it in context, okay, why was Rahab called faithful? Because she hid the spies. Like why, what, mm -hmm. what, what was going on um, in, in that time and in the place and the book and um we, we won't fully get it. We won't understand what we're reading. So, mm -hmm. so reading is important for, for comprehension, to understand, to grow in our knowledge. Studying goes deeper. So we're in studying is a lot of people, they use all sorts of methods, but a common one is what is called inductive, where you observe the text, you're going to look for context, you interpret. So we're looking at the words and interpreting and cross-referencing, and then you're going to apply it. You can do all three of those to a certain degree when you're just reading. The Lord, you can build an understanding for context. The Lord may reveal something to you and you're like, oh, that's that means this. So you're understanding interpretation and mm -hmm. often we can apply it. But it's a study is a is a concentrated time of a, a, a deep dive into the text mm -hmm. where reading we're usually just reading through, but you need them both. They go yes. hand in hand. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I, as I was um, trying out your book, I enjoyed I actually just enjoyed reading it because I think a lot of us do regular Bible studies where you are digging deeper but I think when you take a step back and maybe read it just even a little bit more quickly, or um, I, I was having it read to me on my phone, but I was looking at the words and I think um, reading it is just a whole additional way of learning in addition to the, the deep dive of studying. Well, I know that when some of us 
read the Bible. We can, we need to fight the temptation to kind of, you know, feel good about ourselves that we yeah. read the Bible. We get into this trap of either feeling really good, I read my Bible today, or we feel really bad, guilty that we missed a day. So how do we battle those emotions and not sort of get into this legalistic way of reading the Bible? Yeah. Well, legalism is really anytime we're trying to earn God's favor. So we're, we're, we're trying to do something to earn our salvation. Mm-hmm. So if we want to fight legalism, we don't fight legalism by stop by not reading our Bibles. I think a lot of people think, Oh, I, I, I'm going to fight legalism. So I'm going to stop doing that good work. <laughs> That's not what we do. Actually, mm-hmm. you learn about his grace and his goodness and his favor through the word and preach it to your heart. So if you're struggling with legalism, then you need to understand that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you can approach the word and you can miss a day and not feel guilty. You can, in, you can approach the word thinking about um, growing in your knowledge of the Lord and your wisdom and, um, understanding his commandments and enjoying him. And then, so if you miss a day, you just pick up where you left off rather than feeling guilt. There's Mm -hmm. a difference there if you approach it that way. Um, And also, if, if if you feel good about yourself, then it is about yourself and not about the Lord, right? So if we and I don't think I don't think there's a problem with rejoicing. If you've read the Bible in a year and you're you hit a goal that you've been praying about and and the Lord helped you through it, rejoice. I, you did it. The Lord helped you through that. But if then <laughs> the next week you miss and you start feeling guilt, then you know it was all about you and it wasn't about the Lord. And so we want to battle that not by pulling away from God, but Mm -hmm. by pursuing him all the more and reminding our hearts of the truth of the gospel. That's what's going to fight. That's what's going to help us fight that temptation um, to try to earn God's favor is not. uh, Yeah, it's it's to remind ourselves of the truth of the good news and of his free grace and his free gift and then keep pursuing him. Yes. Absolutely. You know, to that point, that's one thing I love actually how you do have the book set up is that it's, it's not uh, driven by a certain day of the year, so that you can you could pick you could start doing this in February or September or whenever and and you can just um, pick up where you left off. Well, uh, I'd like to talk to you and just maybe pick your brain as to far as what is your favorite book of the Bible? Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our in-depth Bible study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a 
resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. You know, I this is one of the hardest questions for me because, <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I so I'm not gonna I'm gonna name a few. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Isaiah is a favorite. I love um, just the prophetic nature and talk of Jesus pointing towards Jesus and mm-hmm. just, I just and then um, I Hebrews, which I've talked about, but Jesus is better and understanding. Um, how he fulfills the law and how he's, yeah, just uh, all of that is just such an encouragement to my faith and my walk. And then, um, and I really love the Romans for similar reasons. It's just gospel rich. Mm-hmm. And um, I, my last two, Ephesians. <laughs> Who doesn't love Ephesians? And John, the gospel of John. Yes. Um, yeah, so those are my favorites, which is really funny. I, I wish I could name one, but it's almost like picking, you can't pick a favorite child. How can you pick a favorite? <laughs> it's really yeah. hard. It's really hard. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's good that there are so many that we can love. <laughs> yes, and yes. We just find so interesting. Um, well, why is it sometimes, you know, um, when it's hard to read the Bible, what what tips would you give to help someone to start and stick to it? Yes. Um, so the, this 52 Weeks in the Word, the companion for reading through the Bible is a companion for that reason. So mm-hmm. I have space for people to write that I think will help people engage their their mind so rather than being a passive reader they're going to be actively reading and thinking through some of the questions that i think will help help people continue to read if you're actively reading through the scriptures rather than passively i think that can help um another thing so writing another thing that can help is 52 weeks in the word is a accountability partner it's a friend and i wrote that with that in mind However, get another, like a person, <laughs> get someone who can, I have, I um, was talking to someone who for seven years, which I think is awesome. She and her friend will text each other every morning about what they read every morning, which I think, mm. okay, not everyone's going to be able to do that and be con- that consistent. I think it's yeah. remarkable, but something like that, where you have this accountability f- this friend who who keeps you accountable to reading and you're enjoying it together and you're cheering each other on. I think that's really great. Another thing <clears throat> I would find a time that works for you. If I'm a morning person and I'm gonna keep reading, if if I if I tried to read at 9 p.m., I would yeah, fall asleep. I wouldn't be able to. So, so I think to consistently read and to keep going, um, finding a time that works 
for you, putting it in your schedule if you need to, and coming back to that time, building a habit. Like we we won't miss mm -hmm. our day, our daily coffee, mm -hmm. right? We, we, we know how to build habits. So if we did that, I think that could help serve people to keep going. Um, one last thing, if you're using the guide that I wrote, mm -hmm. I'm really glad that you pointed out that I don't have dates. I mm -hmm. did that very much intentionally for yeah. this purpose. But I also, it's a straight read through so that if someone is reading, say they've just finished Leviticus and they read that for the whole week and then their their minds are fried and they're ready for some New Testament, they could skip to week 46. So it's it's you can do that if you need a brain break and you're like, you know, I really want to. I want a little bit taste of the New Testament. You can skip to another week and start the New Testament text. As long as you're writing, you'll know where you were. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love that. Hadn't thought of that. What do you have any tips for like, I work a lot with moms, working moms that are just so busy. Like how can they do this without it being like oh my goodness one more thing it's gonna break the camel's back yeah but yeah. they really want to do it like i i i work with these moms and and they just they have hearts that truly want you know to get into god's word do you have any advice for them yes so i am them i'm a working mom and one of the things that i just have to do there's two things I, I get up, I have to get up early mm -hmm. to do much of anything, but <laughs> also getting in the word. So I get up early to get in the word. Another thing is, is I don't limit my, the way I engage the word to just reading. So like you mentioned, listening, I can, I will sometimes, if I go on a walk, I can listen to the text, mm -hmm. listen to it. I think that's okay. And I think that if you have a day where where you woke up late or something something sucked your time away then listen do something else use use a part of your lunch time to to read to read the word if you're a working mom and you're you know there's we have breaks and moments where we could we could sit and ponder um and sit and read now that may mean that we're not reading for an hour it may mean that you're reading for a shorter whatever time you you can't you have mm -hmm. but i think i think the if you have a heart and desire to get in mm -hmm. god's word you will find that time to do it um and and if you look if you need to read smaller chunks then do that so the goal really isn't to win a race mm -hmm. the goal is to know the lord and mm -hmm. to and to commune with him. So I would just encourage people to, um, to do all that they can to, to not put unnecessary pressure and mm -hmm. to ask God to allow them to enjoy him and then look for the space, look for where, because I, I would also challenge if, and this is probably a more of a challenge. I think I can, I will, I will just confess. How about that? Mm -hmm. I know I've wasted more time that could be spent doing other things, scrolling on Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
I confess. So, yes, yes. Yeah. So me too. Think, yeah, yeah. So I think we could find. There's probably pockets of time that we just need to rededicate and readjust just some things to so that we can get in His Word. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what has your Bible reading journey looked like over the years, Chilia? Well, it's looked all sorts of ways. I became a Christian at the age of 22. And so I didn't, I did, I wasn't the person who went to church every day, you know, and heard all the Bible stories. So I really didn't know anything. Mm. I just knew I needed a savior and I knew, ask him to save me. And that's mm. what I did. And then I was like, now who do I follow? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> who did I just give my life to? And no, I knew a little bit more than that, but yeah. But so I just grabbed the scriptures and started reading and studying and studying more and trying to learn all that I could. It was probably chaotic. It wasn't like this structured <laughs> time with, it was mostly just gobbling it up. Anything, I read and read and reread and reread. But then, um, you know, as I matured a little bit more, I would, it would become more structured and I would read through whole books and, and, and that's, and I've done different uh, read through the Bible of the year things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is interesting is after I've had four miscarriages and mm-hmm. after my second one, I remembered I could I couldn't get my mind to fo- I couldn't read the Bible. I my mm. I was so sad. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get my I couldn't focus. I couldn't and the Lord in his kindness, I would just lay there really sad, lamenting, um wondering if I would if I'd ever have children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would bring scriptures to mind from all these texts that I had been studying. Like I could cry, think about like, so he would bring to mind um, that he draws near to the brokenhearted, that he will never leave or forsake me. So, so it's, I I just think Bible intake is invaluable because you never know when, like the the Lord in his kindness met me. I wasn't reading, but he was reminding me, calling to mind all that he was teaching me all about his character but I wasn't reading. So that was a time when I wasn't reading the Bible, but the Bible was still in me so that he, he his spirit was, yes. was calling to mind what I needed at that time. And so that was a season when I, I wasn't reading a ton. Um, but yeah, so those I've had different times of in different seasons of and ways that I've approached God's word and um, times when I've just read one book of the Bible for six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so so it all it all depends. I just have not had a, a rule book on this. Um, but the Lord has been so faithful and so good. And and I think he, I just believe he will be if we get in his word and stay in his word. Yeah, he absolutely will. And you know, to your point on the last question, I was just thinking as well, I have some some moms in my group that are just so creative as far as, you know, maybe it's even 
on on Saturday mornings, you have an extended period of time that yeah. you could maybe do a couple of days of reading as opposed to a chunk every single day. Yeah. And that really, I think if you give yourself some sense of, um, I don't want to, you know, freedom or not being yeah. locked in, then it, it, it'll challenge you to continue on. Well, I love how you have like a brief description, like you talk a little bit about the passage after you get through the end of um, one of the weeks of the study. And I was curious to know, like when you were writing up all of these different ones and going through the Bible, doing it, was there any books of the Bible that surprised you <laughs> when you wrote that up? Absolutely. You know, it's funny because you think you know, and and I I I'm always kind of surprised, and but I really understood that I didn't know a lot. <laughs> yes. You think you know all this, and then you're like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And so, which was a lot of fun because I so Obadiah, for example, I I know I've read it before, but for some reason. When I read it this last time, I just got really, I was a little confused and then I was hung up on the names and I was like, wait a minute, why is he calling them? He he switches um, from calling Israel something to, I believe it's, I'm gonna, is, is it Esau and Jacob? I don't know. He go, starts talking about names and I realized I needed to go back and read Genesis again so that I could get what it was, happening. I didn't read the whole thing. Just read, put, get sure. it in the context. Mm -hmm. and, and that to me was really fascinating because in order to, you really need to, to understand the Bible, you need to have read through the Old Testament, especially the first five, the Pentateuch, um, to get the rest of the storyline of the scripture. And so I, I, it was just a fresh reminder to me that it really does connect. All of it connects. It, it's, it's, you've got to read the whole thing to, to make sense of it. And so that, that to me, I think was, it was, it was, I don't know if it was a surprise as much as it was affirmation that that's right. That's right. I've been, this, this does all connect and I need to make sure that I remember if I don't understand something, they're probably referring to something in the Old Testament, <laughs> especially Jesus, who quotes the Old Testament hundreds of times. Or yeah. 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 I'm always amazed about different things that are surprising me when you're reading about like the Nephilites or talking donkeys and yeah. all these, you know, you just think, wow, this, this is just incredible. Well, I want to talk about, um, is there anyone in your life that really influenced you to, to love and study God's word? Yeah. You know, it's funny. No one famous. <laughs> it would have been my local church girlfriends. I, uh -huh. yeah, I, when I became a Christian, one of the first things that the Lord kindly did was give me some mentors, but also give me accountability partners. And we would talk about the word and talk and keep each other accountable. Those girls 
that's what i mean we that's what did it so it was just faithful friends and and we we would just spur each other on and sharpen each other and encourage each other so those friendships really helped change the trajectory of my whole life and also helped me gain this love for um god's word and and the bible and and so it it wasn't anything i wasn't looking to some hero or some i was just it's local church context with and it was uh and I think that's sweet. I think that's sweet. Mm-hmm. It, that it's just so really important to have those relationships. And I'm thankful to God for them. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I just want to hit on what you said about mentors, because I know for me, having mentors in, in my groups um, over the years, that really had such a huge impact on me wanting to study the Bible and actually just really know it. And I think back and I, I think of one person in particular, but I had many and and she knew her Bible frontwards, backwards, inside out. I mm-hmm. saw I saw how, you know, she would be going through something in her life and would be able to pull scripture from one place or another to say, but, you know, you know, Ruth got through this and that, and, you know, that taught me this. And so, and I was like, oh, I want, that's what I want to be. I want to know my Bible so well that, you know, you're just breathing it into other people and helping them um, with their lives. So there's so much, you know, if you're listening today and, um, wanting to know if you can ever be at that point, you truly can. It just, it starts and, and truly this book is an awesome way to get it started. Well, um, as we kind of wrap things up here, Trillia, with talking about your book, what would you say would be the most important um, thing that you, you want people to, to walk away with this experience once they've completed it? Oh, you know, it's interesting because I've experienced two of them already. My, oh. my, the first one is my mother-in-law who I love so much. She was like, Hey, I'm using your, your guide it, as, as she would call it. And I've been reading the Bible every day. And I was like, oh, praise God. Yes, <laughs> my work here is done. <laughs> the Lord is so good and faithful. And, um, and that the joy of that is so so encouraging and then my son who's 16 was talking about how he's he was in genesis 7 and he's understanding the old testament a little bit more and how he hadn't seen certain things and i was like that's it and so those are the two the two things that i would love i'd love for people to get excited about being in the word every day and how that it's you're not going to have a spiritual high (laughs) you're but that you're going to know the Lord and that you're going to grow in the knowledge of him. That's what you're going to gain. Not, mm-hmm. And that's exciting to me. Um, another thing is that you're going to kind of what we've been talking about. You're, you're going to learn something new and different, something you hadn't seen before. When you read through the whole Bible, you're going to see things differently and new. And, and so I pray that the, the Lord will do that, that, but ultimately, the goal is that they love God with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. And I, I pray that we would grow in that that love for the Lord. 
Absolutely. How can listeners find out more information about you and your book and tell us a little bit about the podcast? Oh, yes. Well, if you go to trillianewbell.com, you can find everything there. So it's just trillianewbell.com. If you spell my name, that's the hard part. You can find me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then um, Moody Radio will host a podcast by me. Um, called 52 Weeks in the Word. So it matches, it's a companion to the companion is what I call it. So it matches, yes, it matches the book title on purpose because it's going to air for 52 weeks. So every every day you're going to hear um, from, or every week, not every day, I'm sorry about that. Every week on Monday, a new episode will drop and you will hear me interviewing Bible scholars or everyday Bible readers and um, people who are in ministry. And we're most of the time we'll talk about the texts. Sometimes we'll talk about things like Bible, Bible habits and getting back in the word. So it, it, it's, it's a kind of varied um, topic, but it's, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the, the um, podcast and that Moody Radio was eager and excited to take this on, but it's yes. just 52 weeks in the word and you should be able to find it um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, we will have all of those links below and I will for sure be listening to that podcast. Before we go, though, I want to ask you some of our favorite Bible study tool questions. What Bible is your kind of go-to Bible and what translation is it? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I love a a a Bible that is um, kind of it's it's small. I take it to church for my everyday reading. Mm-hmm. I love the ESV Study Bible for deeper studies and reading as I'm studying through the scriptures. Yes. Um, I also use the Moody Bible Commentary. Yes. Yes, I love that commentary, and I. But if you saw my collection of, I have all sorts sorts of tools and commentaries and I just, there, I, I want to learn from others. And I think commentaries is a helpful way to do that. Mm -hmm. I also have different, I, I mean, so many different study, study Bibles, one, an African study Bible. And, and then I have, um, the Greek and Hebrew so that I can look at original language. So, so Mm -hmm. I use a lot of tools. I know a lot of people use Logos, um, which I have not used that software, but a lot of people do. So, so those are some of mine. Um, I also, though I haven't used it consistently, I have enjoyed using the CSB translation Mm. and then the NASB which is more, um, what do you call it? Uh, not direct. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <laughs> not, yeah, not a direct What's you, literal yeah, it's, translation. It's more literal. That's it. Yeah. It's a, so it's a harder read. Yeah. I wouldn't read it for my, the NASB. I wouldn't read um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's a little bit more literal. So anyways, but it's good for study. Awesome. Yeah, that that ESV study Bible is great. 
Do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything like that that you use to enhance your Bible study experience? Yeah, so I am not a huge journaler. I like to write, (laughs) (laughs) which does, I don't know, I guess that, um, but I always have journals and I get generic ones. Like Mm -hmm. I know this is video and audio, but I'm holding up a um, journal. So I'll get a a general journal with a blank lines, which is why for 52 weeks in the word, I added those lines. Yes, love. Yes, Mm -hmm. for the people who journal. Um, but, and then I, I just pen in hand. So I'm not a huge highlighter and do all of the things. I just like to read and write. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. What is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Yeah, I really like, there's a website called Bible hub and it is really fantastic because it has free commentaries so um that you can look at and look through and then also you can look up greek and hebrew you can you can see all of the translations of one verse all in one place it's just a neat tool and i have no idea how often it's updated when translations are updated or changed Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a great tool for studying and and just reading and research so it's called bible hub i believe yes bible hub that is a great one yeah Yeah. excellent well trillia thank you so much for being here today to sort of guide us and cheer us on and the importance of consistently reading god's word and especially for giving us this great tool to stay focused and stick with the plan of reading the Bible in its entirety. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And for our listeners, please pick up a copy of Trillia's book, 52 Weeks in the Word. We will have the links below. It truly is a great companion to reading through the scriptures. I'd like to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. We also have two courses available on how to pray using our prayer journals. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We love you all. Have a blessed day.